the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. It's a football Friday, which means picks and so many freaking picks, Lundy. And what's been picking my bankroll off is the sports books in the world of college football because the sports books have uh, certainly gotten the best of me in that sport. So uh, let's try to get off the schneid. Let's try to get on the positive unit side because right now my head is underwater and I am drowning. It's as though a mason block is tied to my ankle and dragging me all the way down to the bottom of the ocean. But we continue to forge on. And here are my four pack of picks. On the junior circuit for this loaded college football Saturday upcoming, give me the Texas Longhorns, the Red River Battle, plus three and a half against Oklahoma. All of the Sooners games have been decided by one score. Uh, And if you look at this Oklahoma team, they're only averaging 5.7 yards per play. Very uncharacteristic uh, output in that category for the Lincoln Riley coach team. Uh, The Horns are 6-1 ATS in their last three, and I think they cover the three and a half that they are receiving in this game at the Cotton Bowl. No bias baked into this viewpoint at all, but give me the ILL Illinois plus 11 at home. Homecoming against Wisconsin. Uh, just a wee bit of motivation here for Brett Bielema uh, going up against his former employer. Uh, now you look at Wisconsin, they may or may not have Graham Mertz. Uh, who is questionable right now with a chest injury. Their top tight end. Ferguson, also questionable, may not be able to go. Brandon Peters has been a punchline, to say the least, this season uh, for Illinois, completing under 50% of his passes. And the defense of Wisconsin has been stifling, giving up just 4.1 yards per play. But in the end, I think 11 is too much. So give me the Illini to cover that spread against the visiting Badgers. Let's go out west. I'm laying the chalk for BYU minus five and a half against Boise State. Uh, Boise's been plagued by the injury imp this season and also by a leaky run defense, number 107 in that category nationally. And I think uh, Tyler Algier of the Cougars is going to run wild in this one, a player averaging 112.8 rush yards per game. BYU wins by 7-plus at home. And then last and certainly not least, the marquee matchup of the weekend, a pair of top five teams nationally. Give me Iowa, and I'm going to lay the point and a half at home in Iowa City, hosting Penn State and Mr. Franklin's uh, club. Now, Penn State, uh, they are uh, one of the best defensive teams in the country. Number three in total yards per game allowed, but their best win on the schedule is against a subpar Wisconsin club, as I just outlined. Iowa at home off, uh, you know, a week of extra rest. Uh, They've been turnover machines in terms of what they have coaxed from the opposition. I think in the end, the Hawkeyes prevail by a field goal. So out of that group, Texas plus three and a half, Illinois plus 11, BYU minus five and a half, Iowa minus one and a half. What do you think is my best bet there, my man? Uh, let's see here. I'm going to agree with you on the Iowa and the BYU. I like both of those. I think BYU wins by a touchdown plus. And in fact, you had it at five and a half. It's up to six as of this morning. Mm, nice. I like Illinois to cover, but guess what, Brad? I'm putting a half a unit on the ILL on the money line as well. I think they might, <laughs> I think they might shock the Badgers, uh, and actually beat them, uh, there at homecoming in Illinois. And on the Texas OU game, I'm actually going to uh, zigzag from you. I'm not going to touch the spread 
but I uh, already uh, have a bet on the over in this one because you know what? This matchup used to be called the Red River Shootout for a reason, and it's because these guys just score, and all of a sudden the Longhorns' offense has woken up. So at 63.5, I think there's value on the over. I think this is a combined 68-plus by the time they're done. So I like the Texas pick, but I'm not going to do the spread. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Uh, it's going to be nip and tuck. Uh, it should be a hotly contested battle from start to finish, as it always is in that rivalry game. With college put to bed, let's get to the NFL at a profitable Thursday night. Will the plus outcomes continue and the player props? You can find out right now with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, let's go ahead and start off with a full slate here. Week five NFL games. Props, props, some more player props. We love them. We adore them. We cherish them. Uh, and let's start off with the Wolfgang Puck of running backs. And Dalvin Cook, is he going to boil over this week? Well, he should against the Detroit Lions. But I'm taking the under on the 69 and a half rush hurts. Why? Because Dalvin Cook is banged up. He himself said he is in a little pain. That's how he described it with his ankle. Uh, last week, I uh, only played on 51% of the snap share for this club. Uh, and in total had 44 combined yards on uh, just over double-digit touches, 11 in total. And it could be a similar volume for him uh, if he even suits up. He missed practice on Wednesday and Thursday and a tape time on Friday. Uh, we are unaware of where he is going to be availability-wise. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, the matchup is delectable on paper. It's a Hello Kitties of Detroit. They're giving up close to five yards per carry of the opposition. But due to the physical limitations here, and you got Alexander Madison to lean on, I think it's going to be more of a committee approach, even if Cook is given the green light and suits up in this one. So, fade or follow under 69 and a half yards on the ground for Dalvin Cook, minus 115 to DraftKings. Can't touch this one. I mean, I'll take the under, but I don't like dealing with anything when we're talking about potential injuries. Obviously, we, we didn't know exactly what to expect out of Chris Carson going into last night's game, which made most of the uh, props associated with him the stay away variety. And of course, Collins came in, actually played pretty well. Um, but in Dalvin Cook's case, you're right. We may know more between now and the early kickoff on Sunday. But if you're looking at everything you've got on the table right now, knowing that they can lean on Madison, which we've already seen, you've got to take the under on this. If Cook plays, fade the living daylights out of him. Number four. All right, let's move on. Jared England, let's have some crumpets, some tea. And uh, let's do this one for the queen, shall we? Uh, I'm going to take the over uh, on Jamison Crowder. Four and a half catches against the Atlanta Falcons uh, in a game that uh, really only expats could love. Let's be real. And the Brits as well, because uh, this game should not even be played on American soil. That's why we shipped it across the pond. But I think Crowder is going to be hauling in catches early and often in this one. It is juiced up on the over minus 138 at BetMGM, but I'm willing to pay it. Crowder uh, back off of injury last week, played 63.3% of the team's snap share against the Tennessee Titans, targeted nine times, caught seven balls for 61 yards. Key factor in this one, um, you know, Atlanta has been overly generous uh, to opposing passing attacks and will be even more so. They're going to be down there uh, starting slot DB and Isaiah Oliver. Uh, he didn't even make the trip, I believe. So Avery Williams, a fifth round rookie who played 36 snaps last week, will get the challenge of trying to contain um, one of the more sure-handed slot 
options in the NFL in Crowder. So I think Jamison takes off, man. Give me the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Wide out on the over four and a half catches minus 138 at BetMGM. I think it's a seven catch game yet again. Fade or follow. Folks, I need you to multitask here while you're listening to the podcast because this thing just keeps juicing up and up and up and up at four and a half. So uh, if you want to get in on this one or you want to make it a part of uh, maybe a parlay, maybe put it together with something else to try to reduce some of the juice, you got to do it now. As Brad said, BetMGM talking about minus 138. DraftKings has this at minus 150. It just keeps going up in terms of him being heavily involved in the passing attack and in part due to the idea of going up against the uh, Rook as well. So if if you want this one, grab it. Maybe think about another player prop or maybe something we throw out at you in bonus time here to be able to pair it up with and see if you can help yourself out with that juice. Oh, and this just did. It's no longer minus 138 at BetMGM. It's actually up to minus 143. So go <laughs> now, stat, before it's juiced up to high heaven. Number three. All right, moving on. Let's talk about another wide receiver in the AFC, and let's focus on Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, The line here is over under 55.5 receiving yards, and I am taking the under uh, minus 110 at Caesars Sportsbook. Look, OBJ is simply not on the same page right now with Baker Mayfield, who is dealing with a dinged wing. Uh, his shoulder, not exactly 100%. This could be a heavy one-two punch, as it normally is uh, in a Kevin Stefanski offense of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt because the primary vulnerability of the L.A. Chargers, Cleveland's opponent, is defending the run. They're giving up still right around five yards per carry the running back position last week, though they bottled up and injured uh, and not nearly close to 100% Josh Jacobs and the Las Vegas Raiders running attack last week. But getting back to Odell Beckham, when targeted by Baker Mayfield, Baker has only posted a 65.6 passer rating uh, when zeroing in on OBJ. Uh, It is very well noted that uh, they are just disconnected right now. Out of sync, out of sorts. Uh, Missed a golden opportunity late in the game last week for a touchdown ceiling um, score as Baker threw the ball behind OBJ after he beaten his defender. Uh, he hits him in stride. That was probably like a 60, 70 yard explosive burst in for six. Uh, did not materialize. And I expect more of the same, especially lining up against Asante Samuel, who has been uh, just blanketing so far here in his young NFL career, giving up a 60.5 passer rating to his assignment. So put it together. No chemistry right now between Beckham and Mayfield. Mayfield not at 100% due to that shoulder setback and a difficult matchup on paper. All the evidence points in one direction, and that is south on Odell Beckham. So fade or follow that under 55.5 receiving yards, minus 110 at Caesars Sportsbook. I will follow, but it's another number I don't like. I think it's actually set pretty well. I think he's going to get into the 50s. I just don't know that he's going to get up into the upper 50s, and that's the part that has me hesitant about this one, in part because of Baker, in part because these guys are like, they're. It, it, you're, you're right, they're not on the same page. They're they're not seeing eye to eye. I don't know. What other cliches do you want me to throw out? A little coach <laughs> speak for you, but something's not going right. Um, but I do actually think this is a really well set number. So me personally, not going to bet it, but I understand why we want to take the under. Oh, man man hashtag team reasons all team huevos when it comes to betting the under on odell beckham for yours truly with that uh we got more top props in the nfl for week number five plus bonus time number two 
All right, getting back to the action on the senior circuit. Uh, let's talk about New England Patriots running back. Uh, has been running in molasses or quicksand or a giant uh, pool of peanut butter. That sounds delicious, actually. Uh, the chunky variety, by the way. And uh, that is one Damian Harris. And I am taking the over here, Lundy, on 68.5 rush yards, minus 115 at points bet. At some of the books, it's up to about 69.5. Some that have it at 70.5. It doesn't matter. And a little bonus time. Uh, or action as well to just correlate, correlate, correlate. Uh, I am also going to take the over on 14 and a half rush attempts here for Damian Harris. Why? It's the Houston Texans for crying out loud. One of the worst rush defenses in the NFL, giving up right around five yards per carry of the running back position. This should be a positive game script from start to finish for Mac Jones and company. And Harris off two just miserable outings. Uh, you know, the Tom Brady Bowl, he had four carries for minus four yards. And the week before that, didn't do jack squat either. So I think he's going to get back to what he was in weeks one and two. He's still top 15 in yak per attempt. This is going to be a heavy workload to try to reinvigorate uh, this ground attack for Bill Belichick. And what better way to do it than against those feckless, spurless Texans. So Damian Harris, I think he flirts at the century mark, gets in the end zone, has at least 18 balls to the belly, and cruises past this 68.5 rush yards prop. Again, minus 115 at points bet. Fade or follow. Here's the question. Will Houston actually score? There's a prop I want to get on. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm all over Damian Harris to absolutely yeah. destroy them uh, in this game. I like the over on the rush attempts. I like the over on the rush yards. Is there any other over that I can take with him? I, I this is at receptions. Is my, he's running more routes, receiving yards, multiple I mean, touchdowns, maybe. Brad, he is for me this upcoming weekend. He is the equivalent of how you felt about uh, Daryl Henderson going into the Thursday oh, night game. Okay, I'm still I just bitter about the catches, Lundy. It's too soon. Oh, it's too soon. Dude, I missed out on an over five hundred dollars same game parlay because he didn't get a second catch. Okay, I'm feeling you, dude. Um, no, I, Damian Harris to me is the give me all the overs this weekend. I think this is one that you want to take as many player props on this dude as you can. Yeah, load up the plate. With the Patriot. Number one. All right, last is Sunday night least. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about a man who has been coronated as king of not only fantasy football, but uh, the ground attack in the NFL. Period in the story. He is unrivaled in that position. It is Derrick Henry, also affectionately known as the football Frankenstein. See you all, smash all. And he's going to do a lot of that this week. Give me the over 23 and a half rush attempts. Uh, pulled this one from DraftKings. I think I pulled down. I think it's still up at Caesars, but wherever you can find it, just smash the over. I, I got a minus 115. Look, he has uh, just obliterated this in three consecutive games. Uh, the minimum he's gone for over that three game stretch is 28 rush attempts. And I think this could be another 30 grip contest for him on the ground. Why? It's Jacksonville. Uh, still just waiting in a cesspool of controversy. Uh, Lundy surrounding the Urban Meyer fallout. Uh, this is already an uh, overly generous and forgiving run defense to begin with. I, I think Derrick Henry is going to absolutely go off. He has owned Jacksonville, we know, because he's created memes out of dudes who've attempted to try to tackle him high, and he shoved him into another dimension. Uh, the Jaguars this season giving up 4.8 yards per carry to the running back position, and it sounds like A.J. Brown will play, uh, but Julio Jones may be MIA again. So Henry, the heart and soul of this offensive attack uh, will again be pumping those pistons I, I like i said i think it's probably 30 rush attempts for him 
far and away my favorite bet on the board this week in a multi-unit wager breaking out the sledgehammer on it are you going to follow me and sledgehammer it as well derrick henry over 23.5 rush attempts minus 115 to DraftKings or caesars Dude runs like a sledgehammer. So, yes, yeah. I'm absolutely following this one. I think he finishes somewhere between 28 and 32 carries by the time it's done. It is Jacksonville. Uh, and without Julio Jones, they have to continue to rely on him on the ground. And it's a good thing they have Derrick Henry uh, to be able to rely on. That's got to be a somewhat good feeling uh, when you are the Tennessee Titans to go, OK, we're dealing with all these injuries. Yeah, but you pretty much can't injure Derrick Henry. Uh, so we're just going <laughs> to don't curse him. him you hey, silence right now. You hey, just you already. Curse- the man you've already cursed half the people that listen to this with your yes. picks okay valid, so valid. I, I don't need to be i don't need you throwing me under the bus with me apparently <laughs> cursing derrick henry okay he's gonna be just fine blow this number up folks and i'm with brad this is a multi-unit bet all right uh, speaking of multi-units let's hopefully add some to the bankroll here by weekends and lundy bonus time what else you got for me uh, let's go with a handful. Uh, let's start with tonight, a little college football for you, Brad, uh, Stanford and Arizona state are going to play a little pack 12 yeah. after dark on a Friday night. Ooh. This spread started out with ASU favored by nine and a half. It is now up to 13 and a half. And I'm going to swing it the other way. Give me the Stanford Cardinal, even though they're going to be on the road, uh, to cover that 13 and a half. I would love it if it got to a couple of touchdowns, but I think they can actually cover. I know I'm kind of bucking it against where all the money is. I think 87% of the money right now is on Arizona State, something crazy like that. I'm going against the money. I'm going to take Stanford and cross my fingers that uh, my late night college football, after I've had way too many adult beverages, uh, (laughs) will actually pay something. Last night, college football paid off very nice oh, coastal carolina baby way to go chanticleers well and i had houston as well so uh, a double dip for me and i parlayed them together so i'm probably nice. going to give all that money uh back here uh on the dancing trees but i will take uh the stanford cardinal plus 13 and a half on the baseball front tonight i got a couple for you give me the dodgers on the uh first five uh on the run line to have the lead after five innings but in a somewhat contradictory pick i'm going to take the over because mm. I'm getting seduced by the juice at 110 mm. on Logan Webb strikeouts. Five and a half is his number. Brad, since August 6th, 12 starts for Logan Webb. He's had six Ks or more in 10 of those 12 starts. So I'm going to follow the trend, but I do think the Dodgers will have the lead after the first five. Two early Sunday picks for you. Jacoby Brissett's going to throw a pick, y'all. And I'll take that at a (laughs) minus 110 uh, in the matchup that he's got. And across the pond, I hate the London games, but I think this number is too low. Give me Zach Wilson over 245 and a half passing yards. Ooh, I like that one quite a bit. There's actually a weekly special uh, at DraftKings right now on Zach Wilson to go over that number, 245.5, and throw three touchdowns, and it's like plus 550, plus 600, something like that. And I think that's doable, uh, again, knowing how thin this Atlanta secondary is. Oh, let's bring it all together because you got to have an excuse to roll out of bed at the buck crack of dawn for that London game on Sunday morning. I already mentioned Jamison Crowder. I uh, like the over in four and a half catches. I also like the over in Corey Davis, 56 and a half receiving yards. Uh, as Corey Davis has been dealing so far this season, wide receiver 15 yards per catch, wide receiver 23 in total air yards, wide receiver three in fantasy points per touch. If he gets Fabian Moreau, even for like 10 snaps in this game, he's going to go off as Moreau's given up a 133.5 pass rate to his assignment. So I think it's another 70 plus uh, via the air for Corey Davis. Chase Edmonds, give me the over. 
three and a half receptions uh, in his matchup against San Francisco. He's done this in every single game this year, and it's only minus 110 right now at Caesar Sportsbook, and San Francisco has allowed the six most catches to the running back position. Also, give me the over on playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, or lucrative Lenny, I call him, because he's going to make me some cash money. Leonard Fournette uh, on the over 58 and a half rush yards. Pull this one at FanDuel at minus 114. Uh, coming off a season high, 81.1% of the snap share in the Tom Brady Bowl. Uh, I think he's going to continue to get the lion's share of the touches, averaging 14.8 per game this season. And the Dolphins have been... An embarrassment on the ground. 4.48 yards per carry, 166.8 total yards per game. That is what they have allowed to the running back position. And last one, same game, different name. Give me the over. Devontae Parker on his receiving yards. Uh, and this number has slowly climbed over the course of the week. I got it at 51 and a half. Uh, some books have it at 54 and a half, but FanDuel still has it at 52 and a half. Get on it now before it gets up to 60 where it really should be. Tampa's just signing dudes off the street, throwing them in a Buccaneers uniform and saying, uh, go meander in the defensive backfield and try to contain some people. That's what they did with Richard Sherman. They are down three starters. Carlton Davis, the latest casualty in that defensive secondary. So I think Devontae Parker coming off a 72-yard six-catch effort last week in Cindy uh, nearly replicates that output. A guy that's netted 14.24 average depth of target and that is a wrap on this loaded edition on a football friday of the feed the noise podcast please check out lundy on twitter at nate lundy follow me there as well at noisy huevos watch our prize pick show on sunday morning starting at 10 15 a.m eastern time it streams on twitch it streams on my twitter feed at noisy huevos and maybe on facebook uh facebook you know, you might have heard had a little bit of an outage and apparently he's now having sync issues with Streamyard. so hopefully we're gonna get that fixed uh but at least watch it on twitter again 10 15 a.m eastern time this sunday also as well drop us a rating and a review have a splendid weekend and as always until next time feed or follow that is up to you feed the noise